That was my next sentence. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> Continue. Hey everyone, welcome to the Bears and Brews podcast, microbrewing edition slash episode. Why are you looking at me like that? <laughs> what did I do? <laughs> Nothing. I'm not looking at you any certain way. I, there's always like a pause. I'm like, hey, I can do it. And then I do it and you're just so focused. Well, I was waiting for you to introduce yourself. Oh, I forgot about that part. Yeah, that's yeah. I was oh. kind of waiting for you to say your name. <laughs> I'm Salome. And this is Pam. Hi, Pam. Hi. Is that right? How's it going? <laughs> yeah. How are you today, Pam? On um, this fine I'm a, evening. Uh, I'm I'm good. How are you? I'm good. <laughs> I want to tell you. Guess how many guess how many bears I saw over the weekend? Oh, that's a trick question. I was <laughs> gonna say zero because you were in New Orleans. Okay, so you saw like. 20 bears i saw 52 bears 52 there's that many on a team yeah 52 man roster oh my gosh i so i don't know sports at all uh yeah but yeah you went to new orleans and saw the bears play i did the nfl team the bears yes, how was it it was fucking fantastic <laughs> did I any need of to them go back like, for longer <laughs> Did any of them just like bite into a salmon in between plays? Yeah, they had some salmon outside. <laughs> um, and I saw you last weekend. Yeah, I forgot about I'm not as exciting as an NFL game. But yes, I did get to see you for a bit, which was awesome. You very graciously watched two of my dogs so I could go yeah. watch football. Well, not gracious. I didn't mean, yeah, I'm gracious. I meant, yes, I watched them, but they're adorable and... I love hanging out with them. And my dogs, dogs love hanging out with them. I wanted to hang out longer, but life. What the fuck, man? Um, all right. Should we jump right in? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got a story for you today. So today's microbrewing is a story. So sit oh. back, get cozy, get your little blankie, get your snuggie, whatever. <laughs> and we're going to tell a little story. If I actually pulled out a snuggie right now, what would you think? I would love it. I actually own one. I would start <laughs> I doing a video did. recording right now. <laughs> uh, I wish I did. I just have a blanket, so I'll do that. What's the story about? Oh, well, I'll tell you. Here, we're just going <laughs> to go right into it. All right. It starts way back in 1985. Uh, <gasps> and I have an idea about what this story is. I won't spoil it, though. Go ahead. Yeah, you're probably right. Um, <laughs> all right. There was an ex-lawyer, an ex-cop named Andrew Thornton, and he was flying over Tennessee in a small oh, little Cessna. I have no idea what this is. Oh, okay. I have no fucking idea. Oh, I was completely okay. wrong. Okay. Awesome. Continue. You, flying over I, You might Cessna. not be wrong. You just don't know it yet. <laughs> yeah. So he's flying in a little Cessna over Tennessee doing what retired law enforcement and lawyers do. Uh, which is is that what they do? They smuggle Colombian cocaine into the country, apparently. Oh, okay. So yeah, what a, a normal retired person does. Yeah, you know somebody who well, he wasn't even retired. 
he, but he was a cop and he was a lawyer and apparently he used a lot of those connections to get into drug smuggling, but that was a big thing in the eighties. Right. Um, so they had $20 million worth of cocaine on the plane, which Which I don't know. Yeah. In, in eighties money, that's even more, right. I'm trying to, I don't know how much cocaine i haven't checked the cocaine stocks recently <laughs> uh so in today's money that is 54 million dollars jesus so 54 million dollars of cocaine uh he and his friend so it proved a little too heavy for the plane so they started just dumping duffel bags of coke into the forest so and then they I, already i feel like this isn't a great pilot like, I feel like a great pilot would have calculated the weight beforehand very carefully because I know in commercial airlines, obviously, they have to very carefully calculate that. But I'm just going to say it sounds like a really unprofessional cocaine smuggler. That's my personal opinion. Yeah, well, um, they bailed on the plane. And so he had his friend with them. Just like jumped out of it? They jumped out of it with parachutes. But Thornton either... They they say he either like hit the wing or his parachute oh. didn't open. Either way, um, he was found dead in a Knoxville driveway. Oh God! And officials found the crash plane retraced its path, and they found nine of the ten duffel bags of cocaine between where his body was found and like the trajectory of the plane. Mm-hmm. And a few months later, another du- the last duffel bag was found in the Chattahoochee National Forest alongside 40 containers of, or empty, I should say empty containers of cocaine and a dead 175-pound black bear. Oh, sad. It was Cocaine Bear, a.k.a. Cokie the Bear, or Aww. my favorite nickname for him, Pablo Escobar. Oh, <laughs> Pablo Escobar. That's sad and adorable. Oh, so he just like OD'd on cocaine because of some stupid idiot? Well, we know bears are very curious. Yeah. Uh, and because he was found in a crime scene, the medical examiner. That sounds bad. Uh, like they're him like an- blaming him like he was in a crime scene. <laughs> like, but sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. So they did a necropsy on him, which is like an autopsy. Did you say a necropsy? That's not human. Yeah, that's what they're called. Is it, it's not necropsy? No, it's necropsy. Oh my God. Have I been saying that wrong my whole life? I don't know. I mean, I'm okay. sure necropsy is a fine way to say it, but like my vet friend says necropsy. So I just say necropsy. I think I've probably been saying it wrong. But now it sounds weird because we've said it 18 times in a row. <laughs> yeah. So, but it was done. It wasn't done by like a vet. It was done by the actual medical examiner that usually works on humans. That would normally do an autopsy on human. Wow. Interesting. Be a new challenge. In his bloodstream. I'm just going to call him Pablo going forward. Um, Pablo, he only had like three or four grams of cocaine in his bloodstream. Heavy quotation marks around only because that is still a shitload of coke. But his entire stomach was literally full, like completely full of cocaine. And his official cause of death was basically everything. So respiratory failure, renal failure, cardiac arrest, hyperthermia, cerebral hemorrhaging, which is when your brain is bleeding, heart failure, stroke. (sighs) Like 
everything. And the the weird thing is, so um, the medical examiner, uh, Kenneth Alonzo, he didn't want to waste Pablo's body. I thought you were going to say waste the cocaine, and he's just like, I'm going to take it home. Well, uh, might as well smell yeah. that shit. No, I'm kidding. Don't. Um, <laughs> so he didn't want to, like, waste the body because even though it had been a few months, I guess his, like, his whole hide and everything was intact, like – Oh, so he know. died months before. Yeah, so they found mm-hmm. him, and he'd already been he, dead. He'd been dead for a little. But while. he hadn't been like eaten by other animals. Well, not to like an extent where he was unrecognizable or something. Yeah, and I don't, I don't know how long they thought he was dead for. Oh, so I know he wasn't like freshly dead. I know he did have some decomposition, but not a ton. Um, so yeah, so this Dr. Alonzo, he ended up getting Pablo taxidermied. I was actually going to guess that. I didn't think I'd be right. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, and he gifted him to the Chattahoochee National Forest. Oh. And it was dis- he was like displayed in their visitor center, uh-huh. but it didn't have it didn't have like a sign or anything telling his story about what happened. Oh, I feel like you need that. Yeah, well, I mean, there, there's a, there. It's been kind of a wild ride since then. So in the '90s, there was a big wildfire in the area, and the national forest employees had to evacuate, and they took a bunch of artifacts uh, and some other stuff. They had to evacuate pretty quickly, but they took things like arrowheads and stuff like that, and they took Pablo Escobar also, and they put mm-hmm. they put everything into a storage unit, and then after the fire was taken care of when they were going to get everything back to the visitor center, they went back to the storage unit and it it had been totally cleared out. Everything was gone. Like somebody stole it? Yeah. Was it Pablo Escobar? Oh, no. That would be quite the twist, though. (laughs) So most of the artifacts were actually recovered, um, but the bear wasn't. So nobody knew where he was. Well, he wasn't recovered because he he ended up at a pawn shop and was sold to Waylon Jennings. The country singer? Yeah. Yeah, what Waylon Jennings bought this cocaine bear. Did he know the story or was he just like, oh, cool. I've always wanted a taxidermied bear. And he's just like, yoink. Questionable. He says he didn't know, but the pawnbroker's said that they told him everything and he thought it was cool. I don't know that much about him, but just based off of his his name, I don't, he doesn't sound that trustworthy. Yeah. So he actually gifted it to, so he bought the, he bought the cocaine bear and he gifted it to his friend in Las Vegas. And the bear was just like in this dude's house in Las Vegas. Ron Thompson is his name. That's weird. That's so weird. Interesting uh, interior design vibe. I get serious like Wayne Newton vibes with that because he has like this huge sprawling property in Vegas and apparently just has like a bunch of really weird things inside. But it wasn't Wayne Newton. It was Ron Thompson, who I don't know who that is, but basically the same name. Yeah. He died in 2009 and all of his belongings basically went to like an auction house. And someone bought the bear for $200, 
basically it it was a chinese immigrant who had um like an eastern medicine shop and he mm-hmm. bought the bear for $200 and had it on display in the shop but that guy ended up dying a few years later also is this cursed oh it kind of is huh seems like it yeah i i feel like if you're the kind of person that buys a taxidermy bear of questionable origin it is it the worst thing if you're cursed i don't know it maybe you should see that coming but go ahead yeah but i think if i were to be cursed by anything i'm gonna pick a bear (laughs) you would you would (laughs) so um the man who owned that eastern medicine shop he died and his wife shut down the business but she kept the bear and she later says she doesn't know why she kept it. She hated it, but she kept it. Because it's cursed. And yeah, yeah, could be. Yeah, I figured it out. But in in uh, in 2015, a souvenir shop in Kentucky. So this, there's a souvenir shop called Kentucky for Kentucky. Just eye roll <laughs> to, for days over here. But they... They have, they have like a huge... They call it their fun mall. It's basically just like a big huge tourist shop fun with mall? a ton of souvenirs yeah the Did fun like mall. a five-year-old name these things let's go to the fun mall i know right but they wanted this bear so they tracked down like they they talked to the pawnbroker that sold it to waylon jennings they talked to the auction house um that had ron thompson's stuff and they got the manifest they found out who bought pablo they called the wife um, to see if she, you know, she would sell it to them. And basically she just wanted to get rid of it. So all they had to do was pay for shipping. And the bear is now in this souvenir shop called Kentucky for Kentucky, which is in Kentucky. <laughs> and he is <laughs> displayed like he's on display. It's so cool. We'll post a picture. He has like a Kangol hat, like LL Cool J used to wear and like a big chain <laughs> around his neck with like a little sign telling his story. I feel like I've seen this somewhere. Oh my God. And they play it up, dude. So they have like cocaine bear shirts and merchandise that you can get. And on, on their website, this is a direct quote. So, ladies and gentlemen, stop by the fun mall and meet our new mascot, OG the Cocaine Bear. He's been caged up for way too long, and he's ready to get wild. That's on their website. I mean, that's more creative than Kentucky for Kentucky, so some improvement there. That's true. And some people actually, there is a little bit of scandal with it, because some people claim it's not actually the same bear. Um, But... oh the Kentucky for Kentucky people reference, like he's got a bunch of scars on his abdomen, I guess. And they said that's from the necropsy. So they say that's proof. It's the same bear. Who knows? Well, are there pictures of it from when the forest had it? Like, have they been able to just compare pics? Yeah. But I mean, a lot of bears just look alike and they get taxidermied very similar as well. Mm, So, A lot of the same positions and things like that. But he definitely, he looks like he's a partier for sure. (laughs) Oh, rest in peace, Pablo Escobar. I know, poor guy. So yeah, that's the story, the true story of Cocaine Bear. Have you seen the movie? 
I haven't. I saw like the same like five second teaser on whatever streaming service it was. It kept advertising it. And I was so sick of just that like little teaser that I didn't watch it. Did mm. you watch it? Have you seen it? I did. I watched it in the theater with my friends and we brought their 14 year old. <laughs> and oh. it is such a batshit movie, but it's. It was very entertaining. Is it accurate? Not at all. Is it at all? It's not even close oh, to being okay. accurate. Because there's like a scene where there's like a cocaine bear chasing, well, there's a bear like chasing people. There's at least one scene in the teaser. And what you described is that no one saw the bear on cocaine. They just saw the uh, eventual death of, you know, the bear after it had died. Correct. Yeah. So the true story is a lot. I mean, the true story of how it died and stuff is not near as interesting as the movie, but it is a little wonky what happened to him after kind of being all over the country. But uh, no, the movie is the only way it's even based on a true story in any way, shape or form is that a bear got into some cocaine and ended up dying. Everything else about the movie is complete. It's like, it's one of those movies that is supposed to be batshit. Like it's supposed to be crazy mm. off the wall. It's supposed to be super unbelievable. Um, and yeah, it, but I enjoyed it. It's very vulgar, which I love mm. of course, but yeah. So <laughs> the movie is nothing at all. Like the true story, except that a bear got into cocaine bear plus cocaine equals yeah oh well what that stupid stupid drug smuggler if he could just just like mathed his way to being a better pilot i mean also another thing is like the the that is the official report is that they started dumping it because it was too heavy i don't know how anybody would know that um but Another thing that used to happen around that time is smugglers would throw big like bags or bales of coke into the woods and then the dealers would go get it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that could have been the case too. I think that would make more sense. Like was it would, but I don't know why they would have jumped out of the plane if that were the case. So maybe there was some other mechanical problem with the plane. Maybe the them jumping out, yeah, is an unrelated mechanical thing. Maybe it started experiencing mechanical issues and they were trying to troubleshoot or diagnose the problem and they assumed that it was a weight issue. Oh yeah, it could be. Um I don't know. I don't know honestly, enough about avionics. It was only like seventy five pounds worth of Coke, but depending on the plane, I mean, I've been in a plane, I dated a pilot and he had a super cub. So basically it has two seats. He sits in front, you sit behind. You dated him just because it was called a super cub, didn't you? No, I didn't even know that was the plane he had. <laughs> um, uh-huh. But yeah, those ones, but that's not the same type. Um, this guy was flying around in like a Cessna, but the weight is is like a huge factor on those. So even though it was only like 70, 75 pounds of Coke, that definitely could have made the difference. So I've been on a, I think it was a Cessna, but it didn't have that much Coke in it. I was going to say, it didn't did actually it have, have any Coke, Coke in, in it? it. Hopefully not. Uh, I was a child, so I don't know what the adults had, mm. what the pilot had. I didn't really know him, but yeah. So who knows what the bear really went through? Um, but that Coke shut him down pretty quickly. Aww. So that's the story of Cocaine Bear. Um, thanks, everybody. Uh, make sure you rate, 
review. Like, share it with your friends. Send us your questions. Yeah, where do they send questions to? Uh, to us. Yes, but where? On <laughs> we are on Instagram and Facebook at Bears and Brews Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, and Threads, or Bears and Brews Podcast at Gmail dot com. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I can redo that part. <laughs> no, no, I want to keep it. <laughs> I want to keep uh, it. Are we on anything else? Um, X Bears Brews Pod. Oh, that's right. I knew one of them was like a different one. Yeah, it's stupid. God damn it, X. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, send us your questions. Yeah, we about cocaine bear or any other types of bears or cocaine. <laughs> I don't know how much we could answer <laughs> cocaine questions, but just just the I'm bear no questions expert. then. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. All right. Thanks, everybody. Um, thanks to ACAST for hosting us and Christian Mills for the music. And we'll talk to you guys later. Bye. (laughs) I was going to say we'll talk to you later.